the whole idea of, of steps one through four is kind of giving context. Here are the successes of the business. Here are the challenges of the business. Here's your dashboards and goals of the business. Here are the big rocks of the business. And here were the prior to-dos. That's all foundation setting and giving great context for where we now find ourselves with these issues. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. My name is Molly Nolan, joining you all today as your episode host with Colin Nolan, Senior Business Coach here at Nolan Consulting Group, to bring us back into the mindset of planning. We are about to wrap up Q1 of 2023. The year is flying by. Here at Nolan Consulting Group, we work with our clients through our planning model, the Cascading Planning Cycle. And for many of you, whether it be clients or listeners, this is a familiar term from previous podcasts and coaching calls. Though you've heard us speak to the term cascading planning process, now you'll recognize there's a small shift in that name to cascading planning cycle, which you'll often hear us refer to as the CPC in future discussions. A reminder, the cycle is a core set of planning activities from annual, quarterly, and monthly that produce guiding documents for vision achievement at all levels in the organization. We do recognize, however, even though this is a familiar term in a broad sense to those who have been around for a while, the practice of implementing the cycle and the components within are sometimes overlooked. Questions around where to start, who to involve, how long should the meetings be, what are we talking about at those meetings? often become the barriers to implementation. And that's exactly why we are here today. We'll focus on the cascading planning cycle, specifically on a handful of podcasts throughout this year. And to start, Colin and I wanna focus on the monthly meetings. Now there are three core monthly meetings involved in the CPC. And we're gonna give you the guidance to get these meetings on your calendar, help prepare your agenda, And overall, show that adding structure can impact your planning behaviors. This episode is brought to you by Pentech, our gold level Grand Summit sponsor and a supporting partner of the Summit member group. Are you looking to start your own business in the industrial coatings industry? Look no further than Pentech Industrial Coatings. With no franchise fee, free installation training, sales training, and marketing support, you'll be set up for success from the start. Plus, their technical support, protected territories, digital resource center, and networking events ensure you have all the resources needed to thrive. Choose Pentech Industrial Coatings and take your entrepreneurial dreams to the next level. Contact Pentech today to learn more. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the Hourglass. All right, welcome, Colin, back to another episode. It's been some time since we've we've heard your voice on the podcast. How are you doing, Kyle? Good. Good to be back. Now, the purpose of today's podcast, Carl, this came from your inspiration. You know, when we did our podcast planning for 2023, you strongly were behind the concept that we needed to make sure that we had 
um, at least five to six dedicated cascading planning cycle conversations. Right. You know, hitting on a variety of things within the planning process, kind of even diving deeper into some of the mechanical terms. Um, so more of those things will be coming. Um, we use this planning structure with our clients on a regular basis. Um, and so we believe very passionately about um, the structure and the impact um, of adding structure to your to your planning process um, can have. So we're going to kick this off. We're going to kick off this, you know, this really strong focus on the cascading planning cycle and these conversations in this episode. So, call you. Are you, are you excited? Yeah, it's it's definitely. Um, you know, we we were talking about this, and you were saying we were like, is it is it an exciting topic? Is it is not an exciting topic? I think I've settled on it. It's not a a sexy topic, right? No. And I think I think that's why we need to make it a um, at least a. a have it appear a couple times in podcast form is uh, you got to get in the, in the gym with planning. Right. Um, and you can't skip leg day in the gym. You can't skip planning. Um, and you have to make sure you're doing it routinely. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't, then you feel that the results you get off track um, and you drop the ball in certain areas. Um, so I, I wanted to make sure that we hit this topic a couple times this year so that people were constantly having planning top of mind. They were getting into the routine and cadence of planning. They knew what meetings to have when they were executing and they were having the right agendas, the right people were there, all that good stuff. Love it. I agree. I love the leg day um, analogy. Yes. Never skip leg day. <laughs> never skip the leg day. Now, well, we, in this, in this company, uh, a lot of us are triathletes and runners. So all we do is leg day. True. Um, so we, we, we never skip leg day. We often skip, um, upper body day. Yeah. So it's the opposite. Yeah. We got to work on those arms and those shoulders and those backs. Um, all right, let's, let's move on, you know, and, and, um, a fun thing to, to, to note here, um, maybe it's a little bit on the housekeeping side, but we spent some time in the last six months, um, revamping. What does the cascading planning cycle look like? The diagram, the visual, um, we've had a, a visual in place for several years now. And after, you know, so everything needs a kind of a, a look a look at what you've done every once in a while and how can we do it better. So we worked with a graphic designer and put some ideas in place and are in the process now of rolling that out um, to 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 you know our clients and on the website. But um, it's the same material, just looks cleaner. Um, I think it looks sexier than what we used to have if we can pull that word into planning. Um, All right. In, in any sense, but it's, it's our, our job to make it a visual piece that looks like planning can be cool. Um, so we'll use that, you know, kind of throughout, um, you know, our, our, we use it to help move the ball forward, um, from a, from a planning perspective. So throughout the 12 months in the year, um, obviously we break things into quarters and then we break things into months because there's areas, you know, to focus on and we're doing some process of the planning cycle at every point in that month. Um, mm-hmm. here we are now in the end, the tail end of Q1, we've made it through pretty mm-hmm. much. And so look at this says, you know, we're going into April 1st, we're going into to second quarter of the year. If you've not been following some planning practices, um, up to this date, have no fear. A new quarter is a fresh start. Do you agree? 
Absolutely. Yeah. It's a good time to get back on the cadence of monthly planning meetings, right? Um, and get back into a, a monthly cycle here. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, just because you haven't done it so far doesn't mean you can't start. And I, I would definitely say, you know, who is this, who is this podcast geared for, right? This is def- this would definitely be geared for people that are not familiar with uh, the CPC program or the cascading planning process that we, that's what we used to call it, right? The CPP mm-hmm. uh, and our, um, would lo- or, or just like kind of a refresh of what the agenda of those meetings are like um, and, you know, how to, how to, how to hold those meetings. Um, because, and if, if you haven't held those in the past, or if you've gotten off uh, cycle of those, then it's definitely not, not too late if you haven't had those in the first quarter. Totally. Yep. And you made a really good point. We, we previously have referred to this planning as a cascading planning process. Um, we have one, one name branding change to cascading planning cycle because the year is um, cyclical and we are practicing the same habits um, year to year quarter, quarter, month to month. So the cascading planning cycle just felt, um, right. Mm -hmm. So we have talked in the past, um, you know, back in October of 2022, uh, Brian and I did a conversation on gearing up for annual planning. So we've talked about what the process of annual planning looks like, and we will revisit that towards the end of this year, this meeting or or this particular episode, I want to talk about the monthly meetings. These are the meetings that we're that are happening every month on a cadence, never miss a meeting, mm-hmm. never miss a leg day, never miss an OTB meeting. There you go. Pulling yeah. There's same, same bucket. So there are three that we have for um, three meetings that we have that you never want to miss um, once a month. So the first is the monthly financial review, probably the most basic, I guess the one that people, um, probably know not to miss the most, especially if you've been working with, with us. Um, you know that having a monthly financial review is pretty much a requisite for working with us, right? Because we do everything through a financial lens, as, as Molly likes, likes to say. Um, yes. So in, in, a, in a monthly financial re- review, you're looking at your monthly profit and loss. Um, you're looking at that compared to your previous, uh, the budget for that month. Uh, you're looking at the PLE forecast projection, right? How do we do in the, on the month compared to budget? How are we on the year compared to the budget, right? PL actuals compared to the PL budget. Uh, what's the balance sheet looking like? What's the cash flow looking like? Where are our KPIs, right? KPI actuals. Um, what's the current month projection, right? Because when we're, when we're doing this, it's always a couple weeks into the following month. Right. So we always we, we always want to be talking about what does the current month look like, um, and then what are the action items uh, moving away from this meeting? What what has to happen? Um, yeah, I mean the so goal that, is no surprises, right? This we're, the goal, we're the goal is no surprises. talking about it. There should be no surprises, good or bad. Right. So the the monthly financial review should become a pretty routine run of the mill meeting that you're having with your key people. It could be you and, and your bookkeeper. It could be you and your business coach. Um, it's how you're getting a view, a dashboard of your business. What's the health of my business? Where's the money going? Are we operating well? Um, it is the number one meeting 
I would not miss. If you, if you, you don't know your finances, you don't know your business. Um, so it, for me, it's top of the totem pole of the number one meeting you need to be having once a month. Um, and you, ideally you're having it as close to the previous month as possible, right? So if January ends on the 31st, it typically takes some time, typically takes some time for the month to close out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of, if you use an outsourced bookkeeper or an outsourced service, sometimes they take to the 15th of the following month to fully close out. So you can't really have that meeting uh, until the 15th. Sometimes there are people who can close out the books and get everything done within a day or two. Uh, so that the sooner you can have this meeting to when the numbers are actually reflecting the better. Um, but uh, typically we say within the first 15 or so days, the first two weeks are ideal um, from when the numbers are reflecting off of is when you would want to do it. And utilizing, I mean, certain key performance indicators, KPIs that we talked about on, on past um, episodes here, those are items that you can then be looking at in that moment too, especially for getting a sense of the current month that you're in. How are things standing at this point in time? Um, again, to help eliminate surprises, but you need that backfill of information from the month before. So it goes back to the importance of having accurate financial reporting, using a bookkeeper who um, knows what they're doing, is, is um, you know, is dedicated to having accurate information and is on top of their game. Okay. Because like like you use the term, we coach through a financial lens. So everything that we are doing thereafter is coming from an understanding of what the numbers look like, what, right. what strategy we're driving, what action items are going to be implemented. We know what can be done, what should be done, what can't be done based upon the current financial health of the business. Right. Without, without having an accurate picture of your numbers, you're kind of just guessing, right? And you're making, and then, you know, if you're having an OTB meeting, which we'll talk about later, um, and you're making strategic decisions without a clear picture of your numbers, you're kind of doing it with a hand tied, tied behind your back. You're doing it blind a little bit. Like you're doing things that you hope will improve your, your numbers, but you don't really know where you're starting from. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, this is where it all starts. Um, if I'm working with someone and we don't have our numbers, um, we, we don't have a monthly numbers call set up yet. That's, that's where the focus has to be. It's every month I'm meeting with them. I'm going, when are we getting our numbers set up? When are we getting our numbers call set up? Uh, because it's difficult to really have meaningful discussions if you're not doing it through a financial lens. Totally. So you said this meeting should be happening within the, the, the first 15 days of the month. Uh, yeah, ideally. Yep. Ideally. The sooner um, the better. Sooner the better, you know, from, from the month closeout. Um, from a timing perspective, are we allocating, and, and I, I want to hit this, I know it seems like super minuscule, but it's important to like help people understand what is it that we're actually looking to do? Do we need 60 minutes on this calendar for this meeting or do we need to block out two hours? Because the, we know time is valuable. And Yeah, I mean, I, I, it depends on the complexity of your business and your financial reporting, I'd say, right? If you're Totally. If you're very if you're a very large company, it might be a very long numbers uh, review. If you're a really small company, it might be a really quick numbers review. Um, so I would block off a minimum of 30, 30 minutes. Um, 
but an hour is not out of the question if you want to really dig into some numbers and have meaningful discussions around, you know, direct labor is this this percentage. Why is it that way? Why is it so high? Let's talk about what we're going to do about it. You know, now we're getting into just seeing past the numbers and talking about potential system changes as well. But um, at, at least 30 minutes would be a minimum um, for this meeting. Um, and ideally an hour, I would say. But the smaller your company, the less complicated the financial reporting, the less time you likely will need. Okay. But put it on the calendar and defend that time. There, there should be no shifting of this particular meeting. As with all of these meetings, as Correct. yes. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Can we move on to the next one? Yes. Yeah, so the next meeting that we'll touch upon is the staying connected one-on-one -on -one meetings. Um, so this is the meeting you're having once a month, at minimum once a month, with your direct reports. Um, so a lot of people are meeting more than once a month with your direct reports. Now, Molly, when we were prepping for this meeting, what did you ask about? Yeah, so I, we're, we're prepping this podcast. What did you ask about this meeting? Yes. Uh, so I said, is a good example of a one-to-one -one meeting, the example of um, Catherine, our director of operations, um, she's who I report to. So she and I have a weekly standing meeting at two o'clock at 11. Some, it, it, it sometimes shifts only by time. We always make sure we connect in that week regardless, um, but we defend our, us getting at least 30 minutes to 60 minutes. But those, so that I get, so I get that one-to-one -one time with her. A lot of those conversations though are more task oriented updates, things that I'm working on, things that she needs, things that I need from her. Right. Um, so a lot of people do meet with the direct cores more than once a month. Mm -hmm. So if you're hearing us say meet at least once a month, stay connected with your people once a month, you're going easy. I do that every day. Right. Great. We, so we don't mean meet with your people once a month on just in the business stuff. Um, a, what we mean by a staying connected one-to-one -one meeting is similar to what we mean around an OTB meeting, which we'll talk about soon. Mm -hmm. um, there needs to be at least a once a month discussion with your direct reports around statuses of their longer term goals. Um, it can be, it can happen in a weekly format um, you can just touch on it quickly once a week, um, or it can happen once a month. You can have a once a week meeting with a direct rapport where three out of those four meetings or four out of those five meetings are in the business. And then once out of once out of those five, you do touch on their, you know, IDP, right. And their longer term goals. Um, so, um, what would be a, a sample agenda? So we, we have in our, uh, Summer Library, we have sample agendas for all of these meetings, right? Um, so a sample agenda for a one-to-one -one staying connected meeting would be successes, status on goals and KPIs, status of their individual 90-day plan, reviewing their situational leadership to progress, what's getting in the way of them hitting their goals or milestones, how can you help them achieve their goals or milestones, what are their new to-dos? And then for those of you who have uh, been keeping up with our podcasts and listening to some of our book clubs, we have uh, done the book Love and Work, and they recommend the um, check-in questions. What activities did I love last week? What activities did I loathe 
last week? What are my priorities this week? What help do I need? Um, so you can mix and match the questions here for, for your one-on-one -on -one meetings. There's no real set agenda that has to happen. Um, what I want to make sure comes across, though, is that at least once a month, you're checking in with your direct reports, which ideally no more, you have no more than five to seven direct reports, right? If you have more than five to seven direct reports, it's really difficult to truly care and be invested in and, and, and do a really good job of developing all of them, right? If you have eight plus people reporting into you, like, can you really develop all of them well? That's pretty hard. At, at that point, you're kind of just managing them. Mm -hmm. um, Right. So ideally, if you have five to seven or less, once a month, you're checking in on their long term progress. Um, what are their long term goals for the year, for the quarter? And then once a month, we're checking in. Where do you stand? What do you need, need from me? It can be a quick conversation. It does not have to be long, but at least once a month, we're checking in on it. Yeah. I mean, and I'll be the first to say like the, the, the items that you kind of rattled off on what the agenda that can feel like it can feel a lot. I mean, some of those, things can feel intimidating, can feel like that's a lot for one person to feel like they need to update on in a monthly basis. So, and that, I think that also comes down to, you know, where, where that individual is at, what, 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 what function are they in? What are, you know, where are they at in their career? Um, so like Colin said, pick and, and, and pick make and it, choose. Make it, make it work for you. Make it more formal. If, if you guys work more formally, um, but make it customize it for you. I, as long as there is status check-ins happening. Mm -hmm. No, it's a good point. And I, I appreciate the separation between task-oriented discussions and long-term goals, because we, I feel like it happens, it happens here internally. We often get stuck on all the things that we're getting done that we have to like come up for air and be like, okay, for you to be able to do this as you wanted to be able to, to be at this place, you know, by the middle of this year, these are the things that have to start happening now. These are the things that have to start coming off of your plate. Like we, we have to, we, we practice what we preach here. Um, so I, I appreciate the, the recognition that those, those weekly check-ins are different than what we're talking about here from the monthly one, one-on-ones. All right. OTB meeting. This is a big one. And um, the OTB meeting, how I, how I vision it, I'm a visual person, is that we are, it's for the management team, correct? So that you're, you know, the, the direct leaders within, within the business. Correct. Stepping out of the day-to-day -day tasks, operations that are happening um, and kind of like closing that box and then opening up the box of what needs to be happening for the company to progress and how is that getting done? So these are the big rocks, the action items that are coming from the big rocks. So what are the core areas that you have identified as a business that you'd like to focus on this year? Um, and these two have to happen monthly. And like that financial review meeting, it needs to have a calendar block on the schedule. I'm going to argue 60 minutes for this one. For the, for the OTB meeting. Yeah. Yes. At yeah. minimum. At, at minimum, 60 minutes. Um, we would recommend sometimes even longer if needed, sometimes an hour and a half um, if you have a larger team. Um, a lot of times, if you're a smaller organization and you don't yet have a management team, you know, we, 
we act, a lot of our coaching calls will be the, the OTB meeting mm-hmm. for some of our clients because they don't yet have fully fledged management teams where they can have these, you know, these meetings. Um, so we, we, we do the big rocks reviews, right, with our clients. Um, but ideally, they're getting to, to the point where helping them build management teams where they're able to have the OTB meeting, OTB meetings with their clients. Um, so you typically want to start with a, you know, success and a challenge uh, with, with your management team. Um, and this, you know, this will typically indicate how a person is showing up to the meeting. You want to get context for how someone is showing up. You want to know, um, is everyone showing up and having, you know, how's everyone showing up emotionally and mentally? Is someone having a bad day? It's important to understand context by which someone's giving input, right? If someone's giving pretty negative input that day, it's like, well, what lens is this coming through, right? Um, so it's always always good to do that. Uh, Catherine, when, when we do our management team meetings, which would, would be our OTB meetings, uh, she always calls it segues. We, we typically will do a segue. Um, then uh, the next recommended uh, item would be dashboard and goals. Um, this is something you have to be careful doesn't take you down a rabbit hole because if you know if, if a KPI or an item is off target, um, you know you don't really want to get too lost into what why it is right. But you're kind of just reviewing where we stand. Um, you're updating the team on the financials review that was done with probably between the uh, you know whether it's the CFO and the owner or the bookkeeper and the owner where people stand. You're not so much getting into the nitty gritty, but you're updating the management team on where the financials are. Um, then it's a big rocks re- review. Also something you really don't want to get into the rabbit hole on, um, but you, you're kind of just kind of setting the stage. Um, and if any items are off track, if any big rocks are off track, you want to move it into the, the PDIs the plan discussion items and the issues discussions list down below. Um, then you're outlining any prior to do some last time. What did we discuss uh, last time that was going to get done for this meeting? And then you're moving into the bulk of the meeting, which is the issues discussion list. Um, this is where the rubber really hits the road and where the majority of time should be spent, right? So if it's an hour and a half, two hour meeting, this would be, you know, a full hour. Um, and getting good at discussing and resolving issues, especially on a management team level, is you know critical to growth. It's what's going to dictate whether the company grows really well. Um, the first step is to identify all the possible issues that need to be, be resolved. And this list comes from the items above that we talked about in the previous agenda items, as well as issues that are collected throughout the month. Um, ideally, you know what what we do internally here at NCG is we'll send out a um, you know management team discussions list that is added to over the course of the month. And then when we have the management team meeting, we'll prioritize what items need to be discussed first, right? Got it. Um, and the facilitators in charge of curating that list, deciding w- along with um, the owner or CEO of the company, what the priorities need to be. So before tackling, we're prioritizing. Um, so once the issues have been prioritized, um, we needed to define the issue with clarity. What's the issue here? Uh, you're determining the decision maker. So mm-hmm. who is deciding here? So is the CEO the decider? Is the integrator the decider? Is the CEO the decider? Then there's debate and everyone gives input. 
then it's time to decide. Uh, does the, the decision maker have the information that they need to make the decision? Then it's communicate. Determine what needs to be communicated to who as a result of the, this decision. That's a then, big one. That I feel yeah. like the, sometimes decisions are made from a management team level that don't always get communicated down to the people that it impacts. And not by not on purpose. It just mm-hmm. the meeting ends. People things the day the day continues, and then a week later, things are happening, and the people impacted are like, "Wait, what's happening?" Sure. I, well, when, you when know, was that decision made? Communication. I mean, one of the one of the most overused and underdone things, right? Uh, people, we always talk about how it's never done enough because it's never done enough. Uh, people don't do it enough. So yeah, it, having that be the last bullet point, who's going to communicate this, who needs, who, who needs to be communicated to, who's impacted here. Um, it's definitely a major item. Yep. So uh, you would expect there's always going to be some, um, some to do's that are going to come out of this OTB, OTB meeting, whether it's. And that, that's the last step. Yep. Okay. Yep. So last step is new to do's. Uh, you finish the meeting by documenting specific steps. Um, it's it's really the the last important step. You're recapping what decisions were made, um, what are the to dos, who's doing them, um, and by by when. Yep. Um, and then a final optional one, which some people are a fan of, some people aren't. I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. Is a, a rate the meeting on a scale of one to ten. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's an optional one where you can, you can say, uh, how you felt the, me- the meeting went. Um, we don't do it internally. We, I guess we've done it once or twice. Um, but I'm not sure. Cause everyone's got their own subjective, uh, kind of rating system, but yeah, yeah that's a hard that's, one. That's an optional one. So. so it's, I think a couple of things that stand out to me. Um, and, and I'll say, because I'm not a part of management um, team team meeting that happens at NCG, uh, which is our OTB. Um, we do have separate big rocks meetings that are are updates um, as well that happen. So, but the but the OTB meeting is um, a, a lot of those core areas of the agenda are um, up you know updates to keep everybody in the loop of what's happening before you are going into those um, call them PDIs. Is that what it was. Uh, yeah, planning discussion items or just issue issue discussions list. Yeah. Okay, so those are items that are coming maybe out of big rock work that's happening. They're coming out of issues. Um, with- not yeah. sometimes, not really. Um, so what are those it, items? It could be anything. It could be a personnel decision, right? Mm-hmm. It could be a major culture thing happened in the field, and that needs to be discussed. And let's add it to the list of what needs to be discussed at the next OTB meeting, right? So what's happening with those um, discussion needs that are coming about? Let's say, I mean, you warned us if, if you're looking at the dashboard and everyone's getting a quick um, uh, check-in on the metrics and, and the health, and then you all of a sudden start going down a rabbit hole of trying to understand you know, something in, in a particular issue, but that's not the purpose of this on the business meeting. When do those things come? When are those things given dedicated time to resolve, to go down the rabbit hole to find out. If it's identified as a, as an item that needs to be discussed, then it can, can be added to the issues list below. Got it. Uh, that's the whole idea, would be okay. to add it to the issues list and to prioritize it. 
because you don't want to assume that it takes uh, priority over what was already prioritized prior to the meeting. Right? Got it. So there's a there's a process too. Things that are identified as need larger discussion need to get added to the list. So just it's it's taking it's taking just the general mess of it all, which we always say business is messy, and really just trying to add structure and uh, yes. organization to the chaos. Like we You're found a problem. Where does the problem of, of steps one belong? through four is yeah, kind of so- giving context, right? Here are the successes of the business. Here are the challenges of the business. Here's the dashboards and goals of the business. Here are the big rocks of the business. That and here were the prior to dos. That's all foundation setting and giving great kind of context for where we now find ourselves with these issues. Got it. Right. So okay, so we hit we hit these three core meetings um, that are need to, needing to be happening monthly that we are defending time on. A um, couple questions for you. Mm-hmm especially when it comes to like the financial review and OTB, should these meetings be happening on the same day? Is it beneficial to separate them? What do you see clients doing? I don't think they need to happen on the same day. Um, some people might like it for organizational purposes. Some people might get meeting out. There might be diminishing returns if someone's, you know, spends too much time in office. Um, I think you need to know yourself and know your, know your team. So, um, I don't think it has to be one way or the other, frankly. Yeah. So, so finding what works for, for your organization yeah. or the, right. the the company that you work within and what what is the best for, what is the best to make it happen, right? You know, there's, there's goals, but you know, what the cadence that we're trying to achieve, but what's actually going to work for your company? What, what are you actually going to get people to show up to? Um, and that might take, take some time to flesh out. Um, it might take some time to flesh out who should be at each of those meetings. Um, but it's about starting to get it on the calendar and defend it, put, make it a, a meeting that happens every month at this date, at this time, invite the people stand. If it's happening virtually, if it's happening remotely, put in the link, like, it's have the agenda in there, but make it something that just becomes part of your routine. Mm-hmm. There's probably yeah. a lot of, a lot of bad meetings that have to happen before you get to be good having meetings. It's a really right? good point. Yeah. So don't be afraid of the bad meetings. Because yeah. the, the things that are good can become great. Sorry. Things and, that are bad can become good. And, and talk, to, talk, talk to your coach about, about how to run great meetings as well, because um, that's a skill set. And if you don't have a coach, then you should get a coach. Because what are you doing? Making a big mistake. Yeah. But that's a good point. And I think that's where we should end. Every one of these meetings needs to have a facilitator of some sort, someone who yes. is taking charge of the meeting from an agenda standpoint, from a timing standpoint, who's helping setting the ground rules um, or else everybody shows up and nobody has accountability to what needs to happen to get the meeting done. So name, name the leader, name. Do you recommend having somebody share responsibility or like, should someone just be like this one person is always a facilitator of the OTB meeting? What, what do you mean? Like, like, like one one week on the facilitator of the OTB meeting or one Correct. with I and then the next month you are? Correct. Um, I would have one person be the OTB facilitator and then okay. uh, um, for the foreseeable future, I wouldn't alternate. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, again, a reminder to all of our um, our clients and our listeners here. The for those of who those of our clients, you can find all of this information about the cascading planning cycle, the meeting components um, within the Summit Library, from the agendas to sample meetings. Um, there's a lot, a lot of good, good stuff in there. Um, and I'll say to to listeners who we're not working with, you know, we'd love the opportunity to to help provide some structure. Um, to your planning, your planning cycles. Um, you can find information, you know, on our website regarding what that planning cycle looks like. Um, and we will continue to do more conversations like this through the remainder of the year, hitting on the importance of planning and just the, the mechanical parts of it all, because that's where we can help you get started is teaching you the mechanicals of the cycle um, or the mechanics of the cycle to actually get, get some things rolling. All right, Gal, thank you so times. much until next time. Alrighty. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.